I have gotten so much from my recovery that now I really understand I am flossom. I am flawed and awesome. I'm a human. I make mistakes. And I usually think things like, oh, well, or oops, and then I fix it. Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery, where I help people heal their emotional, psychological, and spiritual wounds and make deep, lasting changes in their lives. I'm the founder and CEO of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting. I'm a boundaries coach who specializes in helping women who are focused on what others are thinking and doing and neglect themselves in the process. And I have coached hundreds of people on how to build healthy boundaries using my exclusive build framework. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-step recovery fellowship, and I don't claim to speak for any particular 12-step fellowship. I also don't believe that 12-step recovery is the only way to recover. You might need additional help. I'm an avid beachcomber who collects sea glass, shells, wood, and stones. I am a formerly closeted fan of the Hallmark Channel, especially the Christmas movies. Hello, Christmas in July. I wear fingerless gloves from September to June because my hands are always cold, so I have about 15 pairs. And I get a huge kick out of counting how many days, weeks, and months there are until my birthday or Christmas at completely random times of the year. My hope is that you'll find my words concretely helpful in improving your life, whether you're in recovery or not. If you like what you've heard on this episode, please screenshot it and share it on your social media and tag me at Higher Power Coaching. This is episode 248, How I Heal My Inner Teenager, Unveiling the Magic of Reparenting. This is an episode about a whole bunch of reparenting stuff I did this past week, and I'm sharing it to show the kind of recovery work I'm doing right now. The reparenting journey I've been on for the last year has been nothing short of miraculous. I cannot tell you the level of healing I've gotten from the work. My hope is that others can find some healing from hearing what I've been doing. If you don't know what reparenting is, it's part of my recovery in the ACA Fellowship. And you might want to listen to my other episodes about it. They're linked in the show notes. And you might want to check those out before listening to this so you can have an understanding of what reparenting is and a bit of my journey. But before I go into that, I just discovered something while reviewing an episode of my episode on Spotify, excuse me, an episode of my podcast on Spotify. I've heard other podcasters say all the time, swipe up when you're listening to the podcast, but I've never swiped up before. And I did it today. And when I did, there was the option to write what you think of the episode. And I was like, wait, that's a thing. People can say what they think about an episode. No, I have no idea where that information goes. But if you're listening on Spotify, please swipe up and either put in some smiley faces, five stars, or some glowing words when you're listening to one of my episodes that you particularly like. I know you can also rate an entire podcast with five stars on Spotify, not just a specific episode. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can actually leave a review. And I would love it if you did that. 
I am learning that the more feedback the platforms get about my podcast, the more likely it's going to be recommended to other people. So please help me carry the message of recovery to those who still suffer by rating or reviewing my podcast or giving feedback about a specific episode. And yes, I'm talking to you, especially if you've been listening for a long time and have never done so. Think of how much it's helped you. Don't you want that for others as well? It's a free resource and I want as many people as possible to have access to it. All right. I want to tell you something as part of my adult recovery journey this week. It started with something I did last week in my part-time job where I set up an event on the Eventbrite website and I put the wrong date on the event. I did this on Friday and I found out I put the wrong date on it Saturday when I got texts from two different colleagues and my reaction was, oops. And I responded to their text to say, I'm about to lead a workshop until five o'clock. If you can't wait until then, you'll need to fix it. And then I completely forgot about it after that. It wasn't even on my radar because I let it go. Now, to be clear, that is exactly the kind of thing in the past where I would have shit my pants and been completely humiliated. Not only that I fucked up, but I did it publicly. However, I have gotten so much from my recovery that now I really understand I am flossom. I am flawed and awesome. I'm a human. I make mistakes. And I usually think things like, oh, well, or oops, and then I fix it. Well, Monday morning, I woke up super early with some pretty serious anxiety and a sense of dread. Now, when something like that happens, the first thing I do now is check in with my inner child to see if she's okay. And if she is, then I check in with my inner teenager and see if she's okay. Well, she was not okay. I've only had a connection with my inner teenager in this past year. And any time that she's had difficult feelings, it's been for things like feeling too much pressure to get things done feeling hyper-responsible for all kinds of things, and like she's not going to be able to get them done correctly or on time, stuff like that. On this particular morning, what came up was that she felt dumb, worthless, and like she didn't matter because of putting the wrong date on the event on the Eventbrite website, which is wild because as an adult, I was like, it's over. You know, I made a mistake and it's been taken care of. Now, feeling dumb is a familiar feeling because growing up in my family, being dumb was like the worst fucking thing ever. A lot of my defensiveness before recovery came from when I felt dumb. What I can see now is that when I was defensive about feeling dumb, I'd often turn the tables and try to make the other person feel dumb. So I did the very thing I hated people doing to me, make me feel dumb, to other people. And that was totally subconscious. I didn't do it consciously, and I didn't even realize it until recovery. And I don't do it anymore, but feeling dumb is something I'm very familiar with. And the feeling of wanting to matter, that was also very familiar. Because before recovery, I'd say the thing I wanted most 
was to feel like I mattered. But that feeling of worthlessness, that was new. Now, I am 60 years old, and it has never come to my consciousness ever that I felt worthless. That's just not me. I've felt more like too much and stuff like that, but I've never felt worthless. So I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. I mean, it sucks, but it's also amazing because something new is coming to the surface. I had no awareness that there was any feelings of worthlessness in me, and it was the reparenting of my inner teenager that got me to see that. Once she expressed those feelings, I went through the reparenting things I do, which included me, adult Barb, reparenting by asking her, you know, what she needed, asking her how I could support her. I also tapped into Big Mama, which is my inner loving parent, and all that stuff helped to soothe, calm, and affirm her. And I thought that was the end of that. Nope. The next day, same thing. Early, early, early in the morning, I woke up with this fucking feeling of terror and dread, but it was worse than the day before. I went through the same process of checking in with my inner child, then my inner teen, And the same exact things came up, feeling worthless, dumb, and like I don't matter. This time, I just didn't use my inner loving parent, Big Mama. I also brought in my new inner loving dad that I've cultivated in this past year based on my deceased father, who I've recast from the past, given that we had a very problematic relationship in real life. That has been an incredible journey. And then I also brought in my higher power and some angels to reparent my inner teen. And I had a whole committee of people, some of whom are celestial beings, to reparent my inner teenager. I had to bring them all in on the job because she was in such dire straits. And it was incredible. The healing I experienced from that episode, it was just incredible. So that was Tuesday. Then a few days later on Friday, I woke up feeling a little bit of pressure on my chest, not the kind I felt earlier in the week, but just a little bit of pressure on my chest. And I decided I was going to do some more reparenting. And it turned out that it was both my inner child and my inner teenager that were upset, though it was mostly the inner teenager. And I had some really wonderful interactions with my whole inner family, and we made some decisions together. One thing I ended up doing was talking to my inner teenager about her physical development and the things that happen to girls when they go through puberty. And I reassured her that she was normal. For example, that humans are animals and animals have hair and it's never abnormal to have hair somewhere on your body and there is no abnormal type of hair. And she was really relieved by that because we didn't talk about shit like that in my family. We just felt shame for being like a person. We kind of made decisions with my inner children. And one was that they decided that my inner critical parent, Irene, could no longer do math. (laughs) That's because Irene constantly wants to do math and calculate whether we're going to go broke or not. And the kids decided, nope, Irene's not allowed to do math anymore. She's not allowed to be in charge of money. 
And in fact, Big Mama is now in charge of money. Now, in case you haven't heard me say this before, my inner loving parent, Big Mama, is based on the character of God in the movie and the book, The Shack. The very first depiction of God in the movie was played by Octavia Spencer. And I recently heard someone say that God can do impossible math. So I think the idea that she would take over is because of that. So Big Mama is both my inner loving parent and a higher power figure since she came from this depiction of God. So it just made sense for her to do math and the finances instead of Irene because she can do impossible math. And Irene is just going to catastrophize. Another thing that came up spontaneously is that my inner teenager decided that she wants to call my inner child Spark. Now, when I told my sweetheart that later this mor- later in the morning, he goes, of course she did. So here's what came up about that. Spark is a special nickname that only my inner teenager can call my inner child. Nobody else can because there's something very special about nicknames. And they were like, other people can refer to Spark, but they can't call her Spark. So this means something like, you know, my inner loving parent can say to my inner teenager, how is Spark today when asking about my inner child? But she can't go to the inner child and say, hey, Spark, because that special nickname is reserved just for my inner teen to use. Now, I don't know how this shit comes up. It's not like I think through this and make decisions. This is just knowledge that becomes available to me. Like I'm watching a movie, but internally. And that being said, I don't think I've shared this. A while ago, my inner child started referring to my inner teenager as sissy, you know, like she's kind of like a big sister. And that reminded me of the TV show from when I was a child called Family Affair, where there were three kids who were orphaned and adopted by their Uncle Bill and taken care of by him and his butler, Mr. French. I recently watched an episode of Family Affair on YouTube because the older sister in that show was called Sissy, and I was reminded of her when my inner child decided she wanted to call my inner teen Sissy. And it ended up being an amazing reparenting experience to watch that episode. It was one of the first episodes where the kids had just been adopted after their parents died, and in the episode, Uncle Bill handled a situation with Sissy so lovingly It was the occasion of her first mother-daughter luncheon since her mom died, and when Uncle Bill found out about it, he quick, fast, and hurry made some arrangements to have a special lunch with her by himself before he left town, and he handled it so well. And I was just like, oh my God, I think I need to watch more of this show. It was just handled so well. So anyway, we've got nicknames for my inner child, Spark, and my inner teenager, Sissy. And that just sort of came up. Another thing that came up is that my inner family tends to stand in a circle. And I've realized that they pretty much stand in the same position every time. So I wrote that down in my inner child journal. 
And another thing that came up is we started doing something, my inner family and I, that we're now calling high five kiss, which is where we kiss the palm of our hand, then high five each other before holding hands in a circle. Now, I don't know where that came from, but this is the kind of stuff that is happening to me in my reparenting sessions. I've shared this to show you what a reparenting experience could be like. For me, it's like I'm observing it. I'm not controlling it. I can definitely insert a little bit here and there, but I'm not directing it. Now, I get that this might be very strange and foreign to you. And I know I thought this shit was pretty hokey when I first heard people talking about it, but it's healing as hell. It's some of the most profound healing I have ever experienced in my life. It's literally like I'm going back into the past and healing wounds from the past. And it has an effect now. If you think I'm crazy for all this, you go right ahead and think that because this shit is fucking healing like nothing else. If you're ready to finally have an enjoyable, relaxing summer doing things you really want to do, instead of always following other people's agendas, I have some openings for private clients right now. If you are really tired of saying yes to things you really don't want to do and being overly accommodating to others, this is for you. It's time to start accommodating yourself. Maybe you're dissatisfied with your relationships and overwhelmed with all kinds of difficult feelings because of your interactions with others. If you'd like to get your life in order before the summer hits, go to barbchat.net and sign up for a free 30-minute call with me about my private coaching so we can get started right away. That way, you'll be done by summer. This is for people who are finally ready to make deep, lasting changes in their relationship patterns, including their relationships with themselves, their partners, family, friends, and colleagues. Go to barbchat.net. If you like this podcast, and I'm guessing you did or you wouldn't still be listening, then you're going to love the other things I have to offer. If you'd love pre-released podcast scripts and episodes before anyone else gets them, or if you'd love access to content from my private vault that I developed exclusively for my private clients, which is like having a work session with me without me actually being there, go to patreon.com slash higher power coaching. There are three tiers ranging from as low as $4 up to $24 a month. You'll also love my weekly newsletter, Friday Fragments, which has content very similar to the podcast. You can check it out at fridayfragments.news. That's fridayfragments.news. Please like and subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcast outlet. I'd also love it if you'd leave a review, which you can do either in the show notes or on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find my podcast so they can get the benefits you've gotten from listening. If someone came to mind when you listened to this particular episode, please share it with them. And my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram. I'm at Higher Power Coaching. Please DM me there. I'd love to hear what you got from this episode. 
I run group and private coaching programs on building healthy boundaries. Whether you need help with boundaries in your personal, professional, or romantic life, I can help. Head on over to barbchat.net where you can hop onto my calendar for a free 30-minute Better Boundaries consultation. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change. If that's you, I would love to work with you. My goal with all my work is to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep, lasting changes in my life. Remember, it's never too late to recover. No one is beyond hope and healing is possible. Thanks for listening.